You may be seated. Praise God. It is a true honor to be before you all again. <laughs> true honor. I just want to thank whoever put me on the schedule. Praise God. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but I thank you for that, that I'm able to be used by him. Well, let's get to it. I was working on this last night, and um, he was dealing with me about this topic, so I'm just going to go ahead and flow. But the title of the message is, To Let the Flesh Die. Let the flesh die. See, we are spirit beings. I think we all know that. We are a spirit that possess a soul that lives in a body. This is one of the reasons why Jesus had to come so that we are able to be now led by the spirit of God, right? And so I want to start off with 1 John chapter 2, verse 14 through 21. 1 John 2, 14 through 21 in the King James Version. And it reads, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong. And the word of God abideth, which means remain in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now you look at this, this is uh, to introduce this message unto you. I want to explain to you the, uh, the worldly system, because this is exactly what this is. This is the worldly system. And we look at the scripture. It tells us what, the, what is in, in the world, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. This is how Satan operate in the world. This is the way he uh, teaches, because it tells you in Jeremiah that they were wise in wickedness. Okay, so when you see that, you see that he's an actual teacher to show you how to operate in the flesh. Because we're spirit beings, so what he's doing is he's trying to take us of what we were created for and put us into where we're not created for. See, we're not created in the flesh, but we are created in the spirit because the spirit man is perfect, but the flesh is weak, according to Jesus. He said that. He said that, he said that the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak, but the, the spirit is willing. Like the spirit is willing to do what God said to do. See, this is really about who you are obedient to. That's why it's called this message to put to, to, uh, 
The theme of this message is to put to death your flesh. This is what you want to receive a harvest, and we got to receive that harvest. And I want to show you some things on how we're able to do that. Praise God. So according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it tells you that Satan is the god of this world. Now, the word world in the Greek is translated in the Greek is translated as uh, arrangements. Because he orderly arrangements, excuse me, orderly arrangements. It means orderly arrangements it also means government. Because he orderly arranged the world for you to fall on your face. Because when you walk in the flesh, you fall on your face. You reap destruction in the flesh. So I want to go over and show you how he became the lowercase g of this world. So I want to go to uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses, 15, verses 1. I mean, Genesis chapter 3, verses 1, excuse me. Let's see what had take, took in place. I know we have heard this before. But it's good to get a reminder in this. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of, of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch, touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doeth know that in that day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. See, what happened is, is that when he acted, you got to look at the strategies of Satan in this, because he's still doing the same thing. His, it's still his worldly system. Now, as you look at this, the first thing he did was planted a word in her heart. Okay? That's a seed that he planted in her heart. So when, she, when it planted in her heart, what happened was she began to desire. She began to desire the fruit and the word desires is the Hebrew word hamad. And the word hamad means to lust. Okay? He's telling you to, he's, he got her to position to where she now begins to lust because she wasn't thinking about that tree. She heard from her, from her husband uh, what God had said and she was going forth doing what she was doing and he came in while Adam was watching. I can't just take it off on him. But while he was watching, <laughs> but she went and started to lust after the tree. She began to lust. She began to lust because then it says to make one wise. 
because he told her that she shall be gods, knowing good and evil. The problem is, she was already a god. She was already in the garden like this. So he, what he did was he lied to her. I seen him. Can't think of the movie right now. Praise God. But I seen a movie. It was, uh, I think it was the Chronicles, Narnia Chronicles. Yeah, Narnia Chronicles, the first one. And the little boy, they got into the, the I don't know, he might seen that movie. Okay, Narnia Chronicles. Okay, good. So when, that, when, he, when, when you see the little boy, the witch was, was basically been looking for these kids their whole lot, her whole life. It's a story, and it's about these kids going to a closet, and they go to a whole nother world. <laughs> and so they, and then the boy, he got kind of lost inside that closet, but it's, it, it's a whole nother world, so he got lost. The witch saw him, but she told him that he can become a god. He could become that. And he began to lust after that thing to the point where he started to go against his own family. See, that's a flesh thing. That's what happens when you begin to walk in the flesh because now you don't have a sound mind. You don't have a sound mind now because when you, get a, when you begin to go into a lustful state of mind, what happens is you go into a mind of being in error. Your mind is in error now. Let's go to James chapter 1, and we can go furthermore with that. James chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. James chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, blessed is the man. The blessed means happy. Happy is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tested, tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which, is, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Notice it said that he is enticed. The word entice is translated in the Greek as in entrapped. This is what happened in the, in the garden. Because she began to be entrapped, or even it also means that she began to be in a prison. Because that's what lust does. Lust puts you in a place where you're in a prison. And you trying to, and then as a believer, because we believers, praise God, we got the Holy Spirit, Shandai, praise God. <laughs> but we still can go into a certain place of being in a prison because of what someone said to us, that it kind of made us uh, be offended. Or you received the email from somebody that kind of ticked you off, and so now you trying to get over it your whole day. 
or you didn't, or, or however, because this is this because lust is actually a form of falling into temptation. We actually saw that. We actually saw that with Peter. Now Peter believed, you know, he was all out for God. He wanted to. He said, "I want to die for you." But before that, well, after that, they had to go to the to the garden of Simeon. And he went there with Jesus, and Jesus was going there to pray because his flesh is acting up on him, right? And, but however, he said to keep praying because he told him to pray so you won't fall into temptation. See, you have to stay in prayer, and your prayer life has to be on point, and it has to be every day because you don't have to fall into temptation. You don't have to be falling into lust. I know as a man, this is the truth, as a man, I have to always keep my head straight because I remember in the world, I had worldly habits. And so when, I, so when the woman had walked past me, right, the whole temptation is to look back and see what, to see what she got, just being real. But because I got the word in me and I pray on a daily basis, now I'm sensitive to the spirit to where I can keep my head straight. I'm able to keep my head straight. But this is the, the thing is with Satan, he still, he still do these same things. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, praise God. Verse 7. And the eyes of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed the fig trees, fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And the Lord and the and the and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden and the Lord God called unto him and said unto him where art thou and he said I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself first off this is not the first time he found out she was naked because when she because Bishop went over this this was this was a this was extraordinary I didn't realize it like this, but they were, see, they were already clothed in God's glory. You look in Ezekiel, it actually talks about God's glory, and it's like a consuming fire. So they're created in the same image and after his own likeness. So they had the spirit of God just glowing on them so they couldn't see each other naked. See, the time that he saw her naked when she first ate that apple. Because you see nothing changed in the world then. But when she ate that apple, he saw her completely naked. Now, he was in a situation to where he was in the temptation. He was in temptation after that. He was, in, he was caught in a prison. He was caught in a prison. And so what, when he saw her naked, man, he went straight to, the, straight to her. He, need, he didn't need his whole, the whole word of God was in him. And it literally, he forgot everything that he told him. 
man. And so the Satan whole goal was to become God over man. That was his goal. We had to... We have to make sure that we don't operate in the flesh because what it is is he wants to have authority over us. See, when we turn around and we operate in the flesh, what happens is he now begins to be the person ahead of you. It said in Romans chapter 6, it tells you how whoever you yield your, whoever you serve, you yield yourself to. You yield yourself to whoever you serve. And so he's, he's looking to be served. He's looking for you to operate in him. He has, he has a fear. He tells, because the word fear means reverence in the Greek. So when you look at the word fear, because you're you supposed to have a fear of the Lord to reverence him, but he throw things out there to get you off faith so you can reverence him. And that's just, not, that's just not what God wants. And that's not what God instructed. And and so let's go to Romans chapter 7. We want to go to Romans chapter 7 because Paul actually talks about this a little bit more in details about the flesh because Paul knew the word, the law. He knew the law and when he, he was in a situation where he he, could, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he was sitting here saying to himself how he wanted not do something, but he still do it anyway. So let's go over here to uh, Romans chapter 7. And let's go over that. Let me show you in the scripture. Praise God. In verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then it is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me. See, that's the key. Because the flesh has sin that dwells in it. Okay? Let's keep going. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. See, Paul is actually telling you about himself. This is a war. And it's a war in his mind. He wants to operate in the spirit, but his flesh, man, is fighting. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, how he's, as he's running his ways, he learned to put it, his flesh, into subjection. He learned to put it into subjection because he knows that he's unable to flow with God. When you look in Acts chapter 16, it explains how he didn't go to Asia, which is Turkey, he, but he went over but he, that's the east of Turkey, but he went over, he went, <laughs> he went over to uh, Philippi 
and the church ended up having a church there because of that, because he obeyed God, because he's in the will of God. See, when we turn around and be operating the flesh, what happens is we go off the will of God. We go into our own desires. We, I had a person that, uh, oh, I was listening to Jerry Seville. Jerry Seville said that he, um, he wanted to be a, a racer. He wanted to be a racer because he's so much in the cars. Now, he married his wife, and his wife told him on the day of that you're going to be a preacher. He's like, what? I ain't going to be no preacher. I have already prayed. I was cracking up. But he said that you're going to be a preacher. Well, the desires for the Lord was for him to be that preacher. Now, if he would have turned around and went to his flesh to do what he wanted to do, what happened is he would have been off course. And now all those people that he ministered to would not be saved. He probably would have prolonged. However, God would have made it work, praise God. But he was able to, he's able to now continue to fulfill his will. See, we have to make sure that our desires are right. We have to make sure that's why we have to be in the face of God because we had turned around and think we're supposed to do this because that's our, our desire. Instead, God said, nah, I want you to go here. Even Bishop talked about that, how he didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> he tried, he wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> he wanted to make good money and just be this lawyer. But look what happened. Praise God. Thank your father for that. Because, whoo, praise God. Because it wasn't for him. I, I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> Through that man. <laughs> praise God. So let's go over the solution. Because there is a solution. Let's go over Romans chapter 8. Because in Romans 7, it tells you the problem. In Romans 8, it tells us the solution. In verse 13, for if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, you have to put to death your flesh. That's what the Greek word for mortify means, according to the strong accordance. And that's, it means to put to death. So when you put it in the scripture, it says, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do put to death the works of the body, you shall live. And so, God, so Jesus said it in the scripture, how, he, how Satan came to come to steal, kill, and destroy, but he came to give us uh, everlasting life, but also more abundantly. Because we're supposed to be connected to that tree. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches, right? And so we are connected to that tree. So that's why when we're actually operating in the spirit, we are being led by the spirit of God. And so when we're led by the spirit of God, we connected to him. That's why that's how we are able to operate in the blessing. That's how we are to walk in the blessing, because we we put to death our flesh. 
what we think is right. We, we put to death what our old habits were before we got saved. I don't know who all, I don't know y'all say your whole life, but I wasn't. So I had to put to death my old habits so I could do the things that God has instructed me to do. Now, I learned this. I learned something about God, and that is he always has a solution. Even Jesus was the seed that was planted, and he was the solution. Well, this walking in the spirit is our solution on how we're to put to death our flesh. So I'm made ahead of myself, <laughs> but I want to give you two ways on how to put to death your flesh, which one I already gave you is to uh, be led by the spirit. Now, the word led in the Greek means it's the Greek word ago, and it means to be open to the spirit. OK, now what you mean with open, right? That's a good question. It means to be sensitive. See, you're supposed to be sensitive. Now, how, now, the question is how you be sensitive. Well, it tells you in Jude to pray in the spirit as you build yourself up. I was listening to Rick Renner the other day, and he was going over speaking in tongues, and he was going over how when you pray in the spirit, you build yourself up with the Holy Spirit, and so, and so whatever comes out of your heart, you begin to speak it now. OK. And so now you're and so when you so you have to be praying in the spirit on a daily basis. Like you you have to be sensitive because you got to perceive where you going. You might go down the same route every day when you come to work, the same right, the same route. But you're supposed to go a whole nother way. And you need to be sensitive to the spirit to know that you're not supposed to go that same route. I go down Telegraph every day, but I'm also praying in the spirit to make sure that I ain't got to go through no traffic either. If I need to go through, if I need to cut through, because I know how to cut through some corners. So if I get this, this, uh, I get, I get this uh, on the inside saying, uh-uh, don't go here. Because he has stopped me. Peace come in immediately when I'm supposed to keep going. But no peace. Ah, oh, that's a whole nother ball game. I immediately like I'm shook. Even for me as a, a person being single, I have looked at a woman and was like, I want to see what she I want to see some about her. Immediately I get this. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, why is that? Immediately I get that. And it's like. Dang, man. <laughs> How long you going to keep me single? <laughs> but it's really for my benefit, though. It's really for my benefit. It's really for my benefit. Praise God. Because if I turn around and override that, oh, man, it's all bad for me. It's all bad for me because now I'm in a situation to where I done married the wrong woman and I can't fulfill all that God has called me to fulfill. See, you, we have to make sure that we do what God said to do, but also have trust and confidence in what he said to do. Because we could turn around and literally, we could turn around and literally disobey what he said and say, nah, he ain't say that. Oh, he said that. You heard what he said. <laughs> Amen. 
The second one is to walk in love. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Praise God. And it says, oh, see, I hear the pages. Okay. And he says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, this is, this is very key. Because we believe in, in abundant hearts. We're believing in that, right? But faith worketh by love. Okay? See, faith, love is what gives power to faith. They're connected to one another. They are never separated. Never separated. So we turn around and we try to believe in God for something that we plant a seed for and and we don't, but we, our love walk is all off. You didn't tell somebody off who came into your parking spot when you saw it. You like, I saw that parking spot. But you turn around and you went into my parking spot, then that's a problem. Now you own eight, now you talking to them all, all unchristian like, so I can say. And you, you making them feel like, wow, this person is mean. We're, or even at work, you know, we, we want stuff done at a right time and fashion and stuff, but we'll turn around and kind of bite each other's heads off because we didn't do something the correct way. You know, it, God looking for us to always walk in love because that's your first ministry. Your first ministry is to walk in love. That's your first ministry because it's about these souls. Souls matters to God. They say, all, they say black lives matter, all lives matter, souls matter matters period <laughs> period and so that's why our love walk has to always be right you don't know what people going on that's why it tells you in first corinthians 13 to always think the best for people because you don't know what's going on i had to learn that personally and this is something personal for me because i had to learn this because when i got saved and this is a true story when i got saved i didn't know how to love because in the world I, I didn't know what love was. I, I didn't know what that was. I, I had no idea what that was at all. I, I had no filter. I tell you exactly how I feel. <laughs> Period. And when I got saved, I had, because I got two children, and so my, uh, the mother of my, my, my uh, son called me. She called every six months. I was so tired of her always calling me, cussing me out all the time. I was just so tired of it. And so I used to just use words. I didn't cuss her out because I wanted the cussing type, but I used to use words that I know that'll piss her off, <laughs> make her mad, right? 
And I know that oh, she'll be gone for another six months. <laughs> but then I had that phone call and I got saved. Oh, it was different now. Because I can hear them in me. Now nah, be different this time. I can hear that. I was like, oh man, I can see. I saw the. I, I'm seeing the name, and so I I turn around and I'm believing in God for things because I was living in a home, uh, living in a home without being married with my with my ex at this time. With was my second ex, but I was living with her, and we was living together, living like we was married. And so I, I got saved, and I found out this ain't right. <laughs> this ain't this ain't what I was supposed to do. <laughs> like this ain't right. <laughs> and so when I got that revelation, because I had to get revelation, that's why that's right. I had to get revelation. And and so when I got revelation of that, I was on my knees praying every day about this. She was still in the world. She was going to the club and everything. I was watching the kids, and I was trying to be that good guy. I turned to a good guy now. They was like, man, what's wrong? Like, what happened to this boy? He don't even want to go to the club no more. He don't drink no more. Not. We can't even conversate with him no more. <laughs> but, but, but when she made that phone call, she going at it again. I'm just like, man, here we go. See? <laughs> and so but what he did was he said don't say anything and he told me to hang up I did hung up told me to hang up the phone she called back she was more calmer she was shocked because I didn't respond with my words and, I, and she said she, she was more calmer so I was able to talk and I said don't you get tired of doing this you call every six months, cussing me out. How about you just go and ask for my son? I can give him the phone to you. I have no issue with that. And let's be cordial. I'm tired of going back and forth with you. This is irritating. Like, I can't keep doing this with you. And so she hung up. She did. She, I, I don't know what happened. She called me back and said, I apologize. I apologize. Oh, it changed my life. It did because it showed me that love works. And for us to make sure that, now, now I'm all, because of that, I'm also able to minister on her. I was able to talk to the things about God and why I was making my changes as well. See, it made an open door for me. See, likewise for us, love opens the door for us. It causes us to have favor in places that you don't even know that you can have. You can have. <laughs> it opens the door. And so that's what happened with us. After that, I had no more problems with her. It taught me that. Because at first, like I said, I didn't know. But it taught me, but that was the Holy Spirit. He teaches us all truth. Okay. And so in conclusion, I want to tell you this. When the devil begins to talk, talk back to him with the word of God. When you look in Matthew chapter 4 or Luke 24, Jesus only spoke 
God's words unto him. That's the only thing he spoke. And in Luke, he calls the word devil in the Greek his name is Diablos. And it means to accuse. So he was looking to accuse him. That's how it is with us. He's looking to always accuse us. It's not the only time Satan went to God about somebody. Not the only time. He go to him about us too. Because he's looking to accuse us. He's trying to stop us out of being in the blessing. How, he's trying to stop us of not being in that abundant harvest. And so what I'm submitting to you is to set boundaries by showing love on purpose, even to those that dislike you. See, the whole reason he said that revenge is mine, I will pay thee, so you can continue to stay walking in love and let him do the work for you. That's the whole reason why. And so remember, faith working by love, and if we are in expectation, our love walk must be right in order for us to receive our hearts. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Now let's lift up our hands to the Lord and say thank you, Father, because, Father, this was something that I needed personally myself to make sure I stay walking in it. And, Father, we say thank you, Lord, because you are worthy, Father, to be praised, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the word, and we receive it, and we will walk in our blessing, Father. We will walk in love. Praise God. We will walk in the spirit and leave that flesh dead to the ground. Thank you, Father. For we don't serve nobody else, but we serve you, Lord. We serve you and only you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Well, praise God. All right, is there uh, any announcements? I know that prayer is tonight at 7 to 11, so I, we are to be there to give our supply to spirit. Praise God. So is there any other announcements? All right. You guys are dismissed.